Hello, everybody. I'm Jacob Garnjost, and welcome to the second episode of Please Enjoy the View, a proud part of the River Power Podcast Network. We've got a great episode in store for you today, but if you have not already checked out our first episode, a conversation with filmmaker Alex Nicoletti about his upcoming movie, My First Shot, then you should check that out wherever you listen to podcasts, and you should subscribe to this podcast when you're there. All right, no more stalling. Please enjoy the view. again for joining us this is please enjoy the view my guest today marcel o'brien designer artist filmmaker uh, uh, are there any more titles you want to throw in there while we're just a woman i am a, uh, a girl a girl <laughs> <laughs> you know Ever since I came up with this show, you were one of the people I had in mind to have on. Just because I'm a big admirer of your of your brand and, and what you've created already with it. And so I've, I'm really excited to have you on here. And I really do want to start off really just by talking about Vonica and what what that brand is and, and sort of the origins of it. So tell me about, let, let's just start simply enough with the name. Tell me about the name. Like, where does that come from? Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's like, yo, what is this name? Like, is this your real name? I'm like, no, 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 sweetie. Um, one day I was really just sitting around and I was like, okay, I want to make a brand. And I was like, what, what would the name be? I don't want to name it Marcel because no bitch. Like, that's just like, I wouldn't want it to be so connected to me. And I was like, all right. Like I kind of was obsessed with like Keanu Reeves, like two years ago, like really into him. So I was looking up a lot of videos and like interviews and he was making a movie about a samurai and he co-directed it, I think. And he named his character Donica. Totally forget what the movie is called, but he named himself Donica. Seven Ronin? I don't know. I just remember. I, I also am a fan of uh, Keanu Reeves, and I just also kind of remember that movie. I think that's the name, but I don't know. Yeah, and we named itself Donica. I was like, okay, that's a cool name, but like, then I was thinking of Veronica. I was like, ooh, Veronica. Like, that's a cute name. I looked up the meaning of it, and it like it means like true image. And I was like, what if we just cut it to Veronica? So that's how it really happened i was like yep that that's a cool name it's very unique that's cool so what made you want to create your own brand and i guess at at what point did you decide that that was a reality that you could create Mm, i basically was like okay like i'm in film school and i i did every single thing like art wise i've done films i've done like fine art Like I've mastered all those and I'm like, you know, I'm bored. I really want to make something that I can wear because I'm 
I'm into like other brands, but now I'm just like, you know what? Why spend my money on them when I can just invest in like something like I made and I can wear myself? So I said, all right, I'm going to try and do this. Were there things along the way where there there moments early on that you you found like challenges that you didn't expect or like something that just came to you really easily? There's so many, so many challenges because I'm such a like perfectionist. And also I like I don't go by the rules, but I'm just like realistic. Like some people put anything on a shirt and I'm like, well, if you get real big, like you have to make sure it's like your own design or something that you can manipulate to make it look like your own. Like you can't just stick on fucking like little Uzi Bird on your shirt and go, <laughs> you know? So it was a struggle, but I knew those rules when I got into it, but it's just like everyone wants those weird generic shirts. I'm like, no, I'm making my own. I have to like stick to my vision. So that was kind of hard. Everyone wants something. You know, like, yo, if you put this on a shirt, I'd buy I'm like, yeah, I know. But like, you can do that too. You go put it on a shirt. Like, I want to make it as like legit as possible. That's cool. It seems like you have a real clear sense of, of your own artistic vision. Do you know what drives your art for you? Or are you just the kind of person who, I mean, actually, I'll just let you answer that question first. What, what do you think drives your art? Ooh, I have like... Ooh, honey, I've had like a lot of <laughs> um, experiences like in the past and trauma and blah, 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 whatever, like sad things. But like I, I escape with my art like anytime I'm going through something like stupid. Um, and I have like spoken about it in the past. Like I made a whole film about it. I had depression. Now I have like borderline personality disorder, which I just found out, which is I'm navigating, but I think like with making clothes and like making art that totally just like gets my mind out of like a, a stigma and out of like that title that I, I always am reminded. I'm like, oh man, I have this. So it really does like get my mind off of things. It makes me feel like a lot better. So you spoke earlier about some of the other stuff that you've done. And I, I mentioned off the top that you're you're a filmmaker you I, I know you said you've mastered all of that and I and I, I love I love the uh I love the confidence there I love the 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 that you feel so inspired by your own work um is it hard sometimes to decide like what you're going to work on because I, I know I think there's a lot of people who are artists who just are like man like I just want to try this I want to try this I want to try this and it seems like you have done that it seems like you've gone out there and said all right like here's something I want to take on, like I'm going to take it on. Yeah, very much inspired by that that mindset from Todd, the creator, I guess, because he did everything he wanted to do and nothing to stop him. So I was like, I can do that too. I didn't, I'm not um, a master per se of all of them, but I have like totally like I've done it all. And like, I think that I've done it well. Uh, um, I always revisit that stuff. It's just like, you know, film is my major and film is like the degree I'm getting. So I think like just sticking to that would just not be um, wise. If you just limit yourself to one thing, you're really doing a disservice. Do you have a craft that you feel the most connected to in any way? 
or is it sort of this is all a part of your artistic vision just different elements yeah i think they're all just different elements like i do of course fine art that's how i started like just drawing painting and like i think the the way i get off that track is like if i get an award for it i think i'm on to the next because i'm like over it like I, cool like i've proven myself in that so i'm gonna go on to the next but i think yeah i think fine art that'll always be like the number one thing that i'll never get rid of like clothes hey maybe you don't who the fuck knows i think it'll work out but like maybe one day we're not wearing clothes anymore maybe society is going to evolve from clothes i don't know so i think i'll always come back to- i like this i want to i want to prove the probe that that question there everyone's naked so oh okay so it's just everyone's naked i was i was wondering if we were gonna like you know i I don't know uh like get into like tech suits like everybody's just wearing these like one solid piece of of sort of biogenetic you know technology or something spandex thing oh my god hey i don't know we never i don't know maybe we'll die in 50 years like but until then, I'm going to hammer out all the clothing. I love that. I love that. You should. You should. You should. You should absolutely just keep grinding away at that. That brings me to another question. So what does streetwear mean to you? And and conversely, why do you think streetwear is important in our culture? All right. So streetwear, to me, I always associate it with men. So I'm just like, oh. Always for men, they all look good in those white t shirts. Like, I want to do that. So, at first, it was like kind of, uh, I just wanted to dress like a man. I was like, bro, like, streetwear's for men that I wish I could do that. And then I realized, you know what? It could be for anybody. Like, it's like really non gendered, like, no conforming of um, an identity. So, I wanted to explore that. And I think. It means a lot, a, a little bit um, of freedom, I guess. I, I, it's a different meaning today than it was way back uh, when I was like a kid. It's so different. You would never see, bro, you would never see someone in sweatpants, right? In high school, right? Absolutely not. I wore sweatpants in junior year, so, um, senior year that's all I wore sweatpants of course you're not allowed to but like bitch I just put it over all my um like my uniforms I wanted to like just dress like that and everyone's like you look like a slob I guess I was just like okay well this is the way I want to dress comfy and nice you went to a school with uniforms yes I went to public school in Upper Darby interesting so do you think do you think that need to to break out of this like conformity. I mean, I am, I hate the idea of uniforms. I'm lucky that I've never had to wear uniforms outside of like sports, which don't really count. Let's be honest that that's like fun. You're like, damn, so excited to put on my uniform today. But do you think that there's a part of that that just made you feel like, you know, fuck, fuck this. Like I, I can create a way better. Like that. I never thought of it like that. I really never did. Like, Wow. Now that I'm like enlightened, because I I think that has something to do with it, because every just all my schools were uniform, 
all of them. You had to wear like this. You had to make your collar this. You you had to have collars. You had to have certain colors. You had to opt out if you wanted to wear green. You had to write a note to the principal and say, Mr. Principal, I really want to wear a different color other than red, white, and blue. So yeah, that honestly could have a, like that definitely might've done something. So that also brings me brings me back to to your brand a little more. What inspires your your designs? I know you've talked a little bit about the idea that you want to be original and you want to like create what your vision is on on clothing. <laughs> are there are there things that you see that you're just like I need to put that on a shirt or is it just sort of a process where you sit down and say like today I want to design? Mm. Yeah, sometimes it is a sit down where you're like, all right, today I'm designing, but sometimes that just like, like your ideas are blocked kind of, it's like writer's block almost. You're just mm-hmm. like, I can't do it. So sometimes I really are, I'm just on the internet and I'll be like getting like ideas and inspiration. And then I make it my own, like the one shirt that I put out, like the porn star, like series kind of like, I just, Okay, I wasn't looking at porn or anything. Like, I'm not weird. Anyway, I just am reminded that some celebrities have, like, sex tapes. So I was like, whoa, like, I definitely want to see what I can do with that. So I made a whole little thing about it. I like that. Yeah, I I, I remember seeing those. I thought that was very, very, uh, very striking and very creative. I, I, I like that you... You definitely don't let boundaries of. I mean, you've talked a little. You talked a little about a little bit about rules earlier, right? But I, I definitely see you as someone who who doesn't necessarily say, okay, these are the rules of fashion or these are the rules of of art, and I have to just follow that. Is is that something you think consciously about, or is that just you saying I'm going to follow what I want to do? I mean. It's so, I definitely do what I, whatever I want to do, but then I'm, I always think about like, oh, like, bro, what if like Kim Kardashian herself sees this or something? Like, I'm always so on the edge, but then I'm just like, you know what? Uh, the, the worst that can happen is like a cease and assist. Okay. What? Boom. Like you just stop making them. So honestly, if you're like, I guess if you're starting up, who gives a fuck but then it's like i want integrity um mm-hmm. to my brand but i def- i definitely like you said um i just kind of do what i think is right like i don't care i don't care if it's shocking i don't care like bro that i don't care. that is the sickest shirt i think i like it a lot so that's good you should you should feel that way about your own art i think this is a good time to take a short break and when we come back i have uh, some more more interesting questions to ask you. Uh, stay with us. It is time once again to talk about the River Power Podcast Network, and I need to talk to you about Science Night, one of my favorite shows right now. Host James Reed just finished up the first season of their show. They got a lot of great things in store for you in season two, but right now you can go listen to the 10th episode of season one. It's a short conversation with Ben Valentine about fundraising in academia and how people pay for scientific research. So go check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. Time to get back to the show. 
All right, we're back. First question I want to get into right here. This is something I like to do every episode. It's a little segment we're calling Dreams and Nightmares. Ain't this what they've been waiting for? Shout out to shout out to Meek Mill. Shout out to Philly. Okay. So to start this, I want to ask you, what is your dream collaboration? Oh, Golf Wang. Yeah? Golf Wang. Me and Golf Wang. Oh. Speak on that. Speak like I, I had I actually have a bunch of questions really about about Tyler and and that and I kind of want to let's just I guess we could fold that in here a little bit but just tell me why why you said that immediately I mean that was yeah I don't even care about big brands like Louis Vuitton or anything which is fun like that'd be fun but like Golfway just like that is oh I've been buying Golfway since I was like such a small child like a you know 13 like odd future I was such a like odd future fan and it's grown to be bigger than anything like bigger than odd future bigger than Tyler himself like golf wing is such a huge brand it's recognized um everywhere he has like such a great deal with converse and makes like shoes he makes everything with golf wing and like that is all those like funny um shirts that he's made like the donald trump hitler shirt like bunch of shirts that are just fucking hilarious i'm like uh, that's like what inspires me just obscure like whatever you feel like wearing like that's what you're gonna make and that's I i've always loved him i love that yeah so i was actually thinking about this a lot when i was coming in this interview and sort of how for a long time i feel like people have uh separated in uh internet culture from mainstream culture but i think for people of our age you know internet culture is mainstream culture and one of the big people in my opinion who sort of made that possible was tyler the creator through you know just honestly being one of the first artists that i can think of to really blow up off of the internet in such a strong way and then to just take everything that he was doing and you know, supersize it. I mean, he had a friggin' TV show. He started a brand. He, he's just sort of done everything that I think every young artist wants to do. How do you feel about internet culture as a, as a concept? I, I find you to be a great follow on, on social media. I always enjoy uh, your tweets. And I've always noticed that you do talk a lot about, a lot about Tyler and, and his stuff on there. So is there a an element of that that well it's a lot different i mean he he came from tumblr and that was a whole thing like tumblr oh my god still use it <laughs> but like now with twitter and instagram i you know i mostly follow, i follow people i actually like and i don't you know go into like of course there's politics and i i'll com i comment on that when i feel it's necessary like you know this year's so important that you know we talk about things like this but if you don't want to whatever um but it's a lot different there's like there's like different there's weird people on the internet we both know this just like mm -hmm. stands and weird like there's so many weird things going on like cancel culture oh just weird shit that we're just too into like we just like put all of our energy in this stuff that why do we fucking care? Like, bro, just like watch your anime and shut up. Like, we really should just care. Just, just love what you love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned Stan accounts. I've always just thought that is the... I cannot wrap my head around devoting your entire internet self to hyping up an, one singular artist. It's not even like I'm really into these people and I'm going to express that I love these people but be myself because I love these people. It's really just like people, like an army of people whose avatars are like a BTS member or like they're like shit like that. And, I, you know, I don't know. I can't relate. I, I'm a big fan of people. Like, you you are too, clearly. But, like, I, I just don't get... I don't know. It just seems... Uh, Would you ever dedicate, like, any kind of anything to, like, a celebrity? Like, if it was... Like, if you were to do that, who would it be? Thanks. Oh, what a question. I mean, so, obviously, the biggest person that I probably, like, stan is Kanye West, but I also hate everything that he does on a regular basis. So I just, I, I've just been obsessed with his music and sort of him as a, as a celebrity. He's probably like the person that I have obsessed over the most. Actually, you know what? I take that back. It would be, it, it would be Donald Glover. It would be Childish Gambino. A hundred percent. He is, that dude's my idol. And he's actually someone who's a positive impact on society generally speaking so uh, if i was going to do a stan account it would be to him i actually once upon a time i was working on new podcast ideas and i really wanted to do a whole podcast just dedicated to him and his different uh the different things that he's he's been a part of and i just felt like i needed somebody else to work on it with who was i, I would say as invested uh, in him as I am. So I reached out, there's this blog that's been around for a really long time. I actually think it's, I think it started as a Tumblr. It might still be a Tumblr. I don't even know. It's called forever childish. And it's just like a, and it's just devoted to just literally posting about anything he does. So I, I like found the dude's Instagram, like DM'd him, never got back to me. So that fell apart, but that's a project that will happen someday. I hope for you, if you're going to make a stand account, who would it be? Okay, it would seem obvious like Tyler the Creator, but it's not. It's not obvious. Unless you really like follow my, you know, shit. Mariah Carey. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I I hear that. Are you are you excited that the Christmas season is all almost upon us? Yes. After like <laughs> Halloween when the clock turns twelve. Ooh honey like we're going to be singing and she's coming out with like new shit like she's having an apple special about you know christmas so i'm very excited that's awesome that's that's good all right so we kind of got a little farther away from dreams and nightmares than i wanted to so I'll, I'll bring us into the nightmare section here all right what is a nightmare from your childhood that you constantly that you remember something that, like a reoccurring nightmare yes okay Powerpuff Girls, we remember that show, right? Of course. So there's this episode. Oh, God, sorry. So there's this episode about a mime. His name is Mr. Mime. This fucker is fucking scary as hell. Like, oh, just thinking about it. So I always have this dream that I'm in Mr. Mime's world and everything's black and white. And basically his like superpowers like turn everything black and white. Because the Powerpuff Girls are too, like, rainbow and, oh, yeah. It was scary. I hate just thinking about it. And also, like, remember One Miss Call, that movie? That, from like, it's a remake from, like, the Japanese movie. 
I don't know. It was a scary movie, basically about um, if you answer this call, like you hear your death, and it's like if it, it'll ring, and it's like a ringtone that you didn't have. Like, oh, whoa. it's really fucked up. I hate that song. If you look up one missed call ringtone, bitch, you're it's scary. <laughs> Man, have you ever thought about taking either of those nightmares and? and transforming them into into art in any way? Jacob, you know, you have just given me an idea. Wow, I never did think about it before. I think people are going to have to wait and see what you, you do with yeah. that. Uh, I'm excited now. You All get right. 10%. Oh, you don't have to do that. <laughs> hey, like, you know, I just, I love making helping people make stuff happen. So let's let's take another another short break here. And then when we come back, I want to ask you more about the specifics of running your own clothing company, for lack of a better term. We'll be right back with the final part of our interview with Marcel O'Brien on. Please enjoy the view. But I'd like to take a moment to tell you about a podcast that many of you may already know exists. It's called Too Many Hats. It's a great podcast that I started over a year ago now with two of my best friends. Each week, we do crazy improv, bad sketch comedy, discuss sports a little bit, riff on pop culture and the talkings of the day, and put truth to power, even. So wherever you are listening to this podcast right now, please go subscribe to too many hats. We will have new episodes. That's right, new episodes. Did you ever think you would hear that word again? New episodes coming in the next couple weeks. That's a promise. Now, back to the show. All right, so we're back here. For this last part here, I really want to focus on what it's like to run a brand from the moment of, all right, I have this idea for a shirt, create the shirt, put the shirt out there for the world to see, sell the shirt or produce the shirt, sell the shirt and then ship the shirt. I mean, talk us through that process. Oh, see, that's why I've been holding off of even like making a brand for a while because I never knew the logistics. Mm -hmm. Then um, after I got that idea, I was like, all right, I'm so hype. I got to start doing this. So I had three designs, which were the first shirts ever. Um, and I was like, all right, how the fuck am I going to make them? So I was like, I could do it locally. I could do it like, you know, drop ship them, which is what I end up doing. Um, for some of the pieces, like I, I go and like actually get them and like customize them here at, um, my apartment. (laughs) But most of the time I make them you know, on a website and then I get them drop ship, which basically just cuts out me having to buy the shirts first and then mm-hmm. shipping them to you. Like it's basically you buy them from my site and it ships to you. Like I don't have to do all the shipping and stuff, but I really had to research this for like, Oh my God, like four months or something like back to back nonstop trying to look at like good ways to drop ship. Um, I work with like big cartel right now and like, there's like 
bunch of websites you can see they're prevalent on there that you can use for drop shipping but yeah it was so hard at first it was so intimidating but once you get over that it's fucking easy as hell like it really is not a big fucking deal like anyone can start a brand anybody can start a brand as long as it's cute and you actually have like a sense of like what it is about like you can't you know make it classy make it classy i like that so i i actually really love the website that you have for your brand like i found it to be incredibly user-friendly and like it just felt like i've i've interacted with a ton of like stores online stores and just always felt like they were so empty and like shitty it was that something that you you cared about was that something that was important to you in this process i actually like I don't code or anything like I'm not a coder, but I did make sure like the HTML, like the code in there was the way I wanted to look. And because I, you know, Tumblr days, like I was mm. into that shit. I made my Tumblr look, you know, perfect. So I was like, my website needs to look amazing. Like I hate some of the websites that I see, like just people who have brands now, like not even smaller brands, sometimes big brands, Supreme. There's website I can't navigate. I hate clicking on the little pictures. You can't see shit. Then you click on it and you can see the whole thing. But I'm like, I hate this. So I really made sure my website was like cute and the way, the colors I wanted, the vibe that I wanted. I, yeah. I love Thank it. Thank you for caring about that because I put <laughs> a lot of effort into it. <laughs> well, the effort, the effort is appreciated. So when you when you have something and you want to share it to people, you know, talk to me about that process. Talk to me about like putting it out there for people. Is that something that you're ever concerned about? Like, how is this going to be received? Or are you just like, I, I just got to go do this? Most of the time it is like, fuck it. Like, I don't care. But sometimes just like any person when you're, putting out anything you care about you definitely want people to just like respect it and just be like oh like this is cool just I mean even if you're like if you brand yourself you put yourself out there and you take like photos of yourself you don't want the fucking shit ones out there like you want to look like you're like having the time of your life and happy and like mm -hmm. bitch we all know it's not it's all facade but my brand I want to like show everyone you know what this is what's going on in my fucking head now you have to deal with it boo-hoo <laughs> i love that so one question i i always want to have for people when i do this is if you're you were to offer a single piece of advice to a person who was getting into this who was like, damn, I, I have some art and I want to create a brand. I think it's super cliche. Everybody's always like, give me one piece of advice you would offer to yourself like five years ago. Like, no, 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 screw that. If someone, some random kid is just like, damn, I really want to do this and they admire your work. Mm -hmm. What What is something that, what is something you would say to them? Do not be afraid of failing. Like, dude, my shit didn't get picked up for a, a minute like even yes I've had my friends support me and stuff but 
seen from other people that don't know me. Like that was the number one thing that I wanted. And like, I wasn't getting that right away. I'm like, oh my God, why is this not happening? Like, no, it doesn't happen right away. Like most of the time, don't worry about like, who's going to see it like right away. Just worry about uh, what you want to put out and like what you think is presentable. And then like, worry about that shit later. Cause who fucking cares as long as you know like as long as you like it you're not are you lose if you're losing money out of it yeah i would you know be like man boohoo like but if you're drop shipping and you're just designing like you're not are you really not losing money and like you know like buy your samples do what you want to do get the shirts physically if you want sell them physically if you want but you know like there's ways around um your fears like bro it's fine like anyone can do this thank you that's i think that's a really good piece of advice so we got a little bit more time here so i i have two little things i want to get to one of them is i just wanted to ask you about what are some of your favorite meme formats there's a little little sign tangent here but i just you know memes are art i think we can all agree on that what are some of your favorite memes that you've seen recently? Thank you. Thank you for asking. It's for me. It's for me is, oh, it's so hard. I'm like, bruh, it's for me. Oh, my God. I, I love that, too. Yeah. Love that. What's your favorite? Like, right now, what is your favorite meme? Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, right now, I've been seeing a ton of memes I actually don't really like that much. The is for me is really good because I always see ones about like, you know, I don't know, U.S. imperialism. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> those are my favorite. Literally thinking right now. I was like, oh, my God. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I love a good like Thanos meme. I, I just I love that. I <laughs> the how it started, like how it's going is just kind of like bleh for me. Like that kind of that. I've seen that a lot lately. So that's that's the meme that's like in my head right now. But yeah. And I also hate the it's the blank for me format. Also, I don't really like that either. I don't know how these things start. TikTok is a big thing right now. TikTok's huge, man. I don't use it, but I see damn. them all the time on Twitter. Do you use TikTok? No. Okay. I was like, damn, we're kind of too old for that. I don't know. Like if you. It's okay. I got a lot of friends. Jeanette's on TikTok. She loves TikTok. You Sorry. can make a lot of money from TikTok and you can get a lot of followers from TikTok. I don't give a fuck. I respect it. Milk that shit. So, exactly. But I'm you too should. old to just watch them. So <laughs> I'm like, if there are 12 year olds consuming this content, yes. I don't know. I like, I you know, sure I watch Cartoon Network from time to time, but like, it's a little different. You know, it's that's oh yeah, that's old form media. I just I need to get these Teen Titans goes. Like, come on, Teen Titans go. Yeah, right, right in my veins. Yeah. All right, what are your favorite memes right now? The is for me, but you got any others that's just like that that's really hitting? It's hitting. I always watch meme review from like with PewDiePie meme review. So I do know the old ones, but not any current ones. Like Are there some old ones that are just like some of your favorites? I mean, I love the Mariah Carey, like I don't know her. It's so funny. And like I remember there was this one meme that was going around about Mariah Carey and it was basically like fuck blue lives like Mariah's skinny oh my god bro that had so many retweets it was insane like <laughs> anything to do with Mariah Carey yes like that meme is gold 
poor woman. I love her. <laughs> All right. So I got one last question for you. This is how I'm ending every episode. But first, first, how can people find you? How can they follow you? How can they keep up with your work and what you're doing? All right. Yeah. My Instagram is MF Broom, 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 like a car, and like MF Doom, like MF Doom. Then, you know, Vonica stuff is Vonica US. That's that Instagram. And then VonicaUS.com. That's the website. And that's where you can find all my shit. So make sure you go check that stuff out because otherwise you're lame as fuck like oh, what? Dickhead. <laughs> yeah what are you doing why why why'd you listen this long into the podcast if you're not gonna go support her god damn i know <laughs> um all right so this is this is how i'm at ending every episode give me a piece of media that you have seen recently the last piece of media that you have seen or consumed that has inspired you creatively definitely neon genesis evangelion it is an anime <laughs> but it is like literally one of the most influential animes of all time anyway um and it just it, it talked a lot about depression and um just uh it goes into finding yourself and not running away from problems and i i'm making a whole like series like dedicated to that eventually because holy shit there i just love Hideaki Anno, like the creator. And I actually drew and painted a whole like Shinji portrait, the main character. It's, I love him. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, go check that out. Go go check out Marcel's stuff. Uh, Marcel, thanks for coming on, being on the podcast. You're a real one. Oh, man, you're a real one for real. Uh, we go way back, and I'm I'm glad you were able to come do this. Everybody, uh, subscribe to the podcast, keep up with it, and I, I hope you enjoyed the view. Thanks once again to Marcel O'Brien for being our guest on the second episode of Please Enjoy the View. We will be back in two weeks with another episode of this podcast. Until then, go find us on social media at Enjoy the View Pod. That's right, it's at Enjoy the View Pod on Instagram, on Twitter. And please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. That way you can keep up with us. Last things last, some credits. Please Enjoy the View is a production of River Power Podcast Mill. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Jacob Garnjos. This show is edited by myself. And this episode's theme was composed by yours truly. Until next time, friends, please enjoy the view.